0: Captain on deck. Greetings from inside the simulacra. Captain Hicks here, and we're going to do a deep dive into the holdovers. Uh, been uh, been excited for this one. Uh, was going to see it in the theater, but things came up, and then we just noticed that it dropped on Peacock, so we showcased it um, a couple days ago. And what a you know, I, w- I was I was worried because. That's that's modern storytelling and filmmaking. You just are always ready for the the next shoe to draw, especially in the year of the flop buster, right? But you know, being that this is an independent movie from from Miramax, it's a low budget film, and um, and it has literally one of the best directors of his generation, and that's prior to the holdovers. I would actually say after viewing that Alexander Payne moves up that list even um, to maybe, you know, rival Nolan, O'Russell and and Aronofsky. I mean, I think he I think those are the four like Mount Rushmore directors of this of, of their generation. Um Paul Giamatti is one of the best character actors of all time. One of my favorite performances is uh, Miles, his his characterization of Miles from Sideways. Uh, so reteaming these two guys had a lot of expectation. And not only did it meet expectation for me, it exceeded it. Um, I, you know, I love this kind of, you know, where we're going into a period piece. And, you know, that helps a lot for the uh, agendas and themes that we have now. If if we can move that story to a, a past period, you can block out some of um, those agendas and, and, and woke themes that have been just destroying Hollywood. I saw a number today that the box office this year is going to be down 20% off of 2019, which is pre COVID. So not only, you know, has Hollywood, um, you know, lost ground, and you know ticket prices are higher. So, you know, basically, have lost at least a third of their audience. You know, the cult of celebrity is dying. The award shows are dying. You know, all the DEI, ESG, uh, all the all the narrative that's been going on and just destroying film after film, studio after studio. Disney's in free fall, Warner Brothers is close to bankrupt. Uh, Paramount is, uh, their streaming service is doing very poorly. If it wasn't for a couple minor successes, if it wasn't for uh, Taylor Sheerden and uh, the the Yellowstone franchise, they'd probably be done. Uh, And it looks like they're going to merge. So just with all that's gone on with the studios, uh, it's just so refreshing to have a film that has a, a really good plot but the thing i liked about this plot it's you're not your normal hollywood paint by numbers uh joseph campbell um it has a very i would say counter you know counterintuitive um story arc for the hero's journey and uh, uh, I also really like the characterization of these these various characters I mean Paul Giamatti as the walleye uh, curmudgeon I love how one of the uh, one of the interviews I read it says "Okay, uh, this was uh, AMC A-list some guy on uh, Reddit he said anyway I'm a big Paul Giamatti fan who isn't so seeing this film was a natural circa 1970 Giamatti channeling Ray Walson's mr. hand from the peerless fast times at Richmond High yes he really did kind of embody mr. hand he was a curmudgeon um, but he does he does that type of intellectual curmudgeon um, that has you know some lovability when you get past the the, the frontal uh, defense systems. Um, you know, nobody does it better than Giamatti. So, this Paul Hunnam character is going to go down as his second best character um, uh, up to this point of time. And he's had a, I mean, Paul Giamatti's had a tremendous career. You know, we all loved uh, him in um, uh, John Adams, uh, he was also really good in that Billion show. Um, he also has a small role. I I keep, you know, every time I watch Truman Show, I'm like, Paul Giamatti was in that and American Splendor. I mean, come on, he's just he's done so many good things. Interesting story. Interesting story is the guy that plays the kid, you know, uh, Angus Tully. Um, and my 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 um, the way I think of this film, if I'm if I'm going to pitch it to somebody, if I'm going to give my log line, it's. Dead Poet Society and Son of a Woman meets Sideways, you know, Splash of Pino, right? And this kid, I was like, wow, this kid is good. I mean, what has he done before? And I was like, I don't think I've seen him. And so I was reading the story of this actor, uh, Dominic uh, Sessa. This guy was a high school senior at his prep school in Deerfield Academy. So it sounds like some kind of prep school, like literally what he's in in the movie Western Mass. Okay, and the way that he says he's interviewed, he says the casting directors who were part of this movie, I guess, as a courtesy or to maybe cut some, uh, you know, a price off of the, the the rental for shooting the film at the academy uh just offer to allow anybody at the school to audition for like a background role or something. And I was hopeful that maybe I could, you know, sit in a classroom or something, but I went the distance and I ended up, you know, scoring the lead role with Mr. Giamatti. So the kid, they were just, this is kind of reminds me of another story like this when um TAPS, Tom Cruise's first role, uh, he is on there as an extra. And there was a lot of problems with the production of Taps. But bottom line, they had everybody go through basic training and how to be color guard, how to do all the movements. And they noticed, they kept noticing Tom Cruise was just killing it with the, his movement and 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 catching on to things so fast, and just because of how well he did as just being an extra, he ended up getting a role in the film because of his excellence. And they just saw, for I think it was a long period of time. It was like four to six weeks. They saw how good he was, and then Tom Cruise went from a cameo from like an extra. He was an extra, and he got a role, and that started. You know, we know where that ended. So, this kid, this kid's special. I really think he is, he's already got an Oscar talk. So, I, I do think he's going to end up being one of those millennial, not, what am I saying? Z's that is um, high caliber Z. He's going to end up on my uh, top Z list, uh, actor list uh, before you know it. And then the other, you know, the to to for a good character story, you got to have the three, and you got you got and Paul Hunan, who's this curmudgeon, uh, ancient sieve professor, who, um, you know. want to give up too much but you know he's he's kind of never been married and and he's he lives at the school he doesn't leave the school and he's just he's just kind of stuck in a rut and this kid who's got a lot of issues family issues and and uh there's a lot of dysfunction there's a lot of pain there's a lot of there's a lot of grief going on between these two lead characters and then you have divine come in and divine oh my god this this is her best performance by far Of what I've seen, and I think she's Academy Award lock, lock, probably lock to win Supporting Actress. I think that's probably, I haven't seen everything out there, but I think she's a shoo-in for a nomination. I have to see who else is out there, but... Her role to hold it together between these two lunatics, <laughs> these two just dis- dysfunctional people, and to hold it together, and she plays this character that's like the the voice of reason and and uh, truth, um, and she just does it so understated. I mean, just the slightest little body movement and and look at the eyes. That's that's when you're you're at a high caliber of acting when you don't have to do too much. To get the message across, you know. Um, so the three of them have become this really dysfunctional family that works. And um, I don't, I don't want to have any spoilers. Uh, but, you know, the, the reviews I've read have been, uh, you know, very favorable across the board. It's amazing a film of this quality. And of, of, of you know how well it is. it's, it's literally one of the best told stories. And I had to go back. I had to go back and, and, and if you look at dramas and you look at independent films over the last, I went back to 2017. And you really can't call shape of water an independent film, but um, that's the last best story. That wasn't a Marvel and wasn't, you know, wasn't a, you know, Marvel Endgame was a great movie. But this was the best independent film in at least six years. I could probably go back further and say even further. It's the best film this year by a mile in my book. It's got so much heart. It's got a good, you know, it it allows you to escape. You felt like you were at that school. You just you, you where all these other films pull you into all the culture war this and all the dysfunction of our society right now. This allows you to take it's a popcorn movie where you're able to have some popcorn. And then there's some some deep um, you know concepts, you know, and and, 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 and pain and and, and grief and, and struggle and and and, and baggage they had to work through, but it's, 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 it's done in a delightful way. Um, I read a really good, um, article and, uh, where was I was in Esquire. This gal, uh, Leah Greenblatt, um, she said about this film, she said, there's no FaceTime here, only FaceTime, physical FaceTime, whether they want it or not. Whether they want it that way or not. What lingers after holdovers, last scene, it's tender, triumph, incorrigibly corny, is a sense of what we've lost in the last few decades, too. Mainstream movies that aim to make us feel something more than a numbed, dazed, or disoriented. It may not be the future of filmmaking, but for two hours at least, the past has rarely felt more present. And I couldn't agree with her more. It was true escapism. And hopefully, and I do think, what we've seen with all these big budget films just flop, 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 flop. And people are tired of the reboot and the rebrand. And they're tired of um, the sequel. And they're just tired of the same old set. That's why barmanheimer did so well. That's why Super Mario did so well. Now, those were... Um, Brands that had, you know, there were some, there were some known aspects to those brands, right? You know, the toys, and then the person of Oppenheimer. But what we're moving into is a period of the independent filmmaker, and I think where we're just we're not going to be seeing these two, three hundred million dollar budgets anymore. Uh, I think it's a thing of the past, at least for the rest of this decade. Uh, I think we're going to be moving to leaner and meaner. Look at what Godzilla Minus One just did. I mean, Japan and and internationally, they're catching up. If If you watch their films, you see their films out there. We're catching them on streaming all the time. They have caught up and they're not into all of this agenda nonsense and they're not preaching at you. And... Um, they're catching up. So the holdovers is one of those films that I really think, uh, is even though it's, it's not financially done well yet. It's, I think it's made like 15 million, uh, but it will do better during the award season. And, uh, I definitely think there's going to be, um, they're going to, they're going to have to re-release this because it has, has done so well, so well. Um, it's from a critical standpoint, um, but you know, we need more people to go see these films and talk about these kind of films because, or else we're going to continue to get the shot. We're going to get the shot in the pants. So, um, uh, you know, and it, the other things I really liked about that, I love the score. Now it's not the same, uh, cat that did the score for sideways, but it's very similar. It took a lot of the same tones and, uh, you know, the thing I love about Alexander Payne is his pacing, the pacing of his films. And he's a master. You, 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 he's the editing of this is so good too. There's just no fat and it's, but it's, it's not rushed and it's nicely developed. Um, and it's not too outlandish. And you could tell that he gave these, these, uh, actors a little bit more, uh, creative license. I'm sure they were doing some improv in there. And, um, uh but it's it's a very well constructed uh, constructed story it has the has three solid acts and has a good payoff and uh you know it's it's other than sideways this is Alexander Payne's finest work and I loved election don't get me wrong i loved election his first film i loved um Nebraska that was excellent. I wasn't a huge descendants fan uh i I don't really get off on cucked men uh, I wasn't a huge about schmidt fan but it was it was it was uh uh suitable a lot of people bag on downsizing and my 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 downsizing the first two acts of that were excellent and then the third third act went off a cliff. I would love to see a director's cut where they just kind of change that whole end of the story. There has to be a better way to end that that film. And I'm sure Alexander Payne, as the way it was received, but it was so good up until the final act. But he he has made very few bad movies uh, in his career, and I I want to see more from him. I want to see. And I, I think it demands it. I want to see the sequel to Sideways. I want to see Vertical made into a picture. That book is hilarious. Every bit as good as the original Sideways. Now, it gets a little dark at the end. But... The misadventures of Miles and his mom and Snapper and the nurse and Jack going up to the Willamette Valley up in Oregon to taste wine. And, And Miles is, well, remember, sideways is all about being sideways, right? About, you know, being just, you know, a divorced, you know, drunk, you know, just in the sideways of his life. But vertical, Miles is back on the rise, And, uh, uh, because of the success of the book he read, wrote, which was sideways and was made into a movie and he made a lot of money from it all. So art imitates life. So Rex Pickett kind of put his own life into the first one and the second one. So I would love to see Alexander Payne do, I would love to see a letter writing, um, Campaign or an email campaign. There needs to. We need to have this happen while all these cats are still alive and they can still do it at a high level. uh, I want to see this happen. So I was just, uh, you know, it got me. It got me excited for uh, Alexander Payne again, and uh, uh, you know, these. This Sideways is my favorite dramedy of all time and i would have to say that uh, holdovers is the best dramedy in you know i'd have to look but again at least 6 years probably the last decade best story that i've seen outside of stream now there's been some good streaming there's been some good shows i mean that's where most things have gone to but when it comes to a film for a cinephile this is this is a throwback To back when filmmaking and stories and plotting and character development were good. Before everything has gone to shit. So, A++ rating for um, Holdovers. It is the best movie that I have seen this year by a lot. And my second favorite movie was... uh, Blackberry and uh, and I and I loved Blackberry. I think it's one of the best business movies uh, that has ever been done. Uh, it's in the top five for sure, but this is is better by a mile. So uh, thanks for tuning in and never forget to.